from the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for Friday, December 7th, 2018, and it is my honor and privilege to welcome back to the show the head coach of the Quinnipiac Bobcats men's basketball team, Baker Dunleavy. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. First of all, since I last saw you in January, you have a brand new addition to your family, so huge congratulations on on that front. Oh, thank you. It's a, it's a wild scene in our household. We've got three girls under four, so <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's entertaining at all times, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, all right, so great win Wednesday, but more importantly, you have Rich Kelly back. And the thing that impressed me most about Wednesday is how clutch you guys were down the stretch. Once you tied it at 50-50, you, you never trailed. You made your free throws. You, you guys got a couple clutch three-pointers. And then you, you, you never let them within three once Cam hit a three-pointer with 240 left. For a game where you guys didn't shoot very well against Dartmouth, you had to be pleased with how you finished. It was. It's a type of game we talk about a lot uh, for a team that prides itself on shooting the ball well, um, which we haven't yet this, this year. But you know, to be able to win a game on the road where, where your shots aren't necessarily falling. So finding ways to get it done um, other than just making shots. And, and that's, that's how you win on the road, you know, because a lot of times you don't get the calls, you don't, you know, the ball may not go in on, on in a road gym. But, yeah, just being able to do other things. And I think across the board, our guys were focused on trying to find ways to do those things. You guys are three and four, and you played six of those games without uh, Kelly. I've always viewed Rich as the table setter for you guys. Yes, he can score, obviously. He averaged 11 last year per game. But he had six assists in his first game back in limited minutes, seven minutes on Wednesday. Um, One thing I've noticed about you guys is that at times this year, without him running the point, you've had some questionable shot selection. Some of the offensive sets haven't looked, looked like they've been flowing perfectly well. It just looked better last night, and you must really be happy to have him back. Yeah, I think we're more comfortable with him on the court. He certainly makes life easier on everybody um, with his decision-making. But, you know, I think it's two opposite ends of the spectrum. you got, you got a guy like Rich who kind of knows what we do um, at, a, at a very high level for a guy who started every game last year. Uh, and, then, and then you have, you know, when he's out, it's not like you got a guy coming in who's, who's been here two or three years. We had, a, we had a freshman guard, Tyrese Williams, do an admirable job of holding down the fort, but he's really more of an off-ball player. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's just one of those things that you look at it like an opportunity for other guys to get better while Rich is out. I think they did, but we just flow at a, at a better pace with, with Rich in the game, certainly. Talking to Baker Dunleavy, head coach of the Quinnipiac Bobcats men's basketball team. The other thing about Wednesday against Dartmouth is that you guys got off to a good start. Um, you were up five at the half, and so many games this year you've been down double digits at the half and 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 had to play catch-up the whole second half. What do you think was the cause of that, and what will be the ultimate fix, especially as conference play looms? Well, I think certainly from our last game against Stony Brook, um, to the game at Dartmouth, we concentrated on coming out of the gates defensively with more discipline and, and better decision making, better communication, probably just a little bit better urgency. And I think sometimes you, you get a young team and we start, um, you know, three sophomores, a freshman, and a senior. You got to get these guys some experience, let them at times learn from, from mistakes. And 
I think we know we haven't started games with the urgency, the, the detail, the concentration we've needed. Against a team like Dartmouth, who takes as many threes as anybody in the country and makes just about as many as well, we knew that we were not going to be able to be in that game if we let them get hot like we did Stony Brook. So um, I think there was a, just an increased level of intensity and, and, and concentration that probably, you know, unfortunately came from, from making mistakes. But, but hey, you know, we, we got to learn. That's a huge quality to get better. And, yeah, and, and, and that's obviously, you know, with, with everything building towards conference play, that's a huge element of figuring out what your strengths and weaknesses are now versus later on when you're really trying to win these games to get uh, first place in the conference. You know, different coaches have different mindsets during non-conference play. You guys had, you know, the regular goals during non-conference, and then you had all these injuries. What was your mindset, and what's been the coach's mindset as you've gone through this whole non-conference schedule knowing that you were not at full strength during it yeah i think i think kind of the same mindset in a different way than we've had since we started the job last year and um, evaluating ourselves as a staff and as a team is are, are we improving is our mindset and our work ethic allowing us to improve are we doing the right things to fit our personnel and um, knowing that sometimes given circumstance it may not result you know in a win the way you want yet you know but I think if we can just keep stressing those things and finding ways to get better you know as our as our kind of core players here get older throughout this season and, and a little bit wiser you know we feel like we can end up being the best team we, we can possibly be by the end it's one of those kind of cliches that's so true in sports it's kind of a race to the end you know everybody runs their own race <laughs> And then, you know, let's see at the end of the year who's, who's playing their best. And I felt like it was something we did a pretty good job of last year, put ourselves in a position to be in some games and win some games at the end. And that's really what college basketball is all about. Yeah, and and, 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 and you guys made that run through the tournament and, and uh, gave all of us alumni a huge thing to be excited about um you know you peaked at the right time and, and ultimately that's what every team's trying to do towards the end um just a housekeeping note um any update on nathan davis and, and andrew robinson who have both been out uh to start so far this season i think nathan you know <laughs> excuse me nathan had a shoulder injury uh unfortunately at the very end of the summer which he had surgically repaired so he's not going to be a guy that um, even starts contact until after the new year. So we still got some time for him. You know, Andrew Robinson, uh, he's experienced some disc issues in his back. And, you know, it's one of those things that trying to do every method possible to avoid you know, any type of operation. So just rehabbing it, doing everything you can to take care of it, but it requires rest to give it a chance. So there's not as much of a definitive timeline with him, and we'd love to have him back at some point. Um, but what you have had, um, as you wait for those guys to come back, is a bunch of guys to step up, both young and experienced. And, and it starts with Andrew's brother, Aaron Robinson, who was so clutch down the stretch, especially in the MAC tournament um, last year. And then Kevin Marfo, who had a double-double Wednesday night and pulled down a whole bunch of, 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 of key rebounds. Uh, towards the end. You have to be pleased with how those two guys have played. And also, if you want to expand out, how do you view the, the, the whole new crop of um, new guys so far um, with Atson Williams and uh, Pickron? Yeah, we have an interesting group. We have, um, you know, we have true freshmen. We have guys that redshirted last year after transfer. 
we have some returning guys like Aaron Robinson and Rich Kelly and Marconi. So it's an interesting mixture. I would say um, the one common theme is everybody's finding their feet under them. You know, even, even returning guys in new roles, you know, coming back. I think sometimes when you're a freshman, you know, you just expect it to try and contribute the best you can, but you're not, you're not necessarily a go-to guy. You're not relied upon every day to, 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 to bring it. Um, I think for those sophomores now, it's different. Uh, you know, with our guys who said last year, Kevin Marfo's physical presence plays really hard. Uh, he's about as mobile and athletic as you can be in terms of moving his feet and, and a guy his size. So, you know, we're lucky to have him patrol in the paint. And Travis that I thought against Dartmouth, we brought him off the bench. He had a breakout game, hit some big shots for us, but maybe even more importantly, some big deflections and offensive rebounds. He's a guy that can shoot the ball, but he can also do a lot of different things to affect it. Um, and then, you know, I mean, I think for, for our guys, all of them, you know, freshmen included, I think Tyrese Williams is in a new spot. You know, he never played point guard that much in high school. He's really used to being off the ball. And so he put him in a difficult position with Rich Allen. I thought he handled it admirably. And he's going to be a guy by the time we roll around into conference play. You know, I'm hoping he can be, you know, a guy that gets into double figure scoring a lot. He's got a lot of offense talent, very versatile. And then we have two freshmen that we're really excited about that are that are redshirting for us, um, in Matt Belonk and Savion Lewis. Um, Savion, you know, academic redshirting and, and uh, will be ready for next year. We can certainly use him as a as a point guard alongside Rich. But, you know, circumstances are what they are and I think everybody's really, you know, working in their own in their own situation to help the team and that's all you can ask for. Talking to the head coach of the Quinnipiac Bobcats men's basketball team, Baker Dunleavy. I'm curious, you were talking about guys there um, who, you know, come in freshman, wide-eyed. You guys make a surprise run through the tournament. When you were working with them over the summer, when, when you got in the training camp, was the mindset different this year versus last year? Did that run through the tournament even though you know momentum probably can't carry over through off time but like did you feel something different in this camp versus last year's camp i think there was a continuity that carried over for some guys who had played for me that was the main thing you know you take a job in year one there's not one player that has any idea what you're talking about you know yeah. they gotta learn on the fly i think this year we had some guys whether they sat out as transfers or played you know they've they've heard some of the terminology they've They've, um, they've seen a practice, they've been through a practice before. So that helped. Um, as far as our run at the end, I think that helped build confidence. You know, knowing that if we do things the right way and we keep getting better, good things can be at the end of the year, good things lie ahead. And then there's expectations that come along with that. You know, I think we were kind of, um, you know, had some, some rankings and, and expectations in terms of win-loss put upon us that, you know, we don't deserve necessarily, uh, and it's nothing against us, it's just that we've got a lot of unproven pieces. I think over time that will be really good, it's just not a matter of how good your players are, it's how they, how they play together, connected, and that just takes time. So, you know, my, my hope is, like I've always said, you know, at the end of the year we can be functioning like a top team in our league, but we know that, you know, given the inexperience, given the youth, we're going to have to go through some things together to get there. And, um, and, and part of 
the beauty of, of having inexperienced guys is you can rely on someone like Cam Young who has been through a lot and and can step up in a big spot and, and hit that big shot. And somehow, Coach, we went through almost 12 minutes of an interview without mentioning Cam Young. Um, first of all, how excited were you to get him back when you found out that he was coming back for this year? And then secondly, um, any concern on your part that he's shooting 10% less from the field than he was last year? Obviously, Wednesday was closer to his season average, but he's been down um, for most of the season versus last year. Any concern on that front? Yeah, I think first, obviously, very happy to have Cam back, mainly just because of the type of person he is. Uh, uh, you know, Cam's a guy, you know, we talk about like a fifth-year senior. He's really played. This is his second year of Division One college basketball as far as playing in rotation. So, <clears throat> you know, he's a, if it's possible, he's a very inexperienced fifth-year senior. Mm. Um, you know, for Cam... You know, just like all of us, it's just different. You know, year two, last year, you know, nobody knew who he was, so there was no preparation for him. He, he was going against teams that, you know, really hadn't really scouted him before. And now, you know, to his credit, he's built a reputation. Um, he's gained a lot of respect. And so teams are preparing for him differently, and I think he's experiencing a little bit of the, um, you know, the burden of, of being the first guy in the scouting report, and I think it's healthy. You know, I think his... Um, you know, his performances the last two games have been tremendous for us. And, you know, all those percentages, I think, will we'll start to even out as the season goes on. But there has been an adjustment for him. And the answer, I guess, would be, no, I'm not, I'm not worried. He's just going to have to get better in terms of decision-making, shot selection. But within that, we can't have him not aggressive. We've got to keep him aggressive. Talking to Baker Dunleavy here on Teeing It Up. Um, as we spin forward and look towards conference play, which starts for you guys January 3rd, a nice little start to the new year, what are you pleased about so far through seven games, and what do you want to you know, see them improve on most over these last couple um, out-of-conference games so that come January 3rd, you're in the best possible position you can be? Yeah, yeah I think um, when, I would say the thing we focused on most this offseason was just our defensive connectedness and uh, discipline. And I think, you know, obviously you play a team like Villanova, um, you know, that one got away from us. But other than that, for the most part, defensively we've been right there. And, and we've gotten a lot better, not even close to where we need to be, but we've gotten a lot better. And I think the numbers reflect that. You know, we've probably, you know, a combination of Rich, having some Rich being out, some new guys who are, on, you know, just learning the new roles. And then, um, you know, just maybe bad luck. I don't know. We just haven't we haven't performed well offensively and made shots yet. But I think that'll come. I do. So if there's something, if there's a bright spot, I would say just the attention to detail and the willingness to be pushed and get better defensively. Those are that's probably the the main thing I've been pleased with. And everybody's attitude has been great. So uh, there's been no panic here. And I think we're in good position going forward to just one game at a time. You know, get where we need to go. So. Uh, I've been pleased with everybody's mentality, and I just know, you know, that the sky is the limit in terms of room for growth. It's just a matter of we can get in there. Hey, uh, a couple more here. First of all, um, how inspired have you been, just as somebody who works in the same building, as what the women's basketball team has done, as, as what Coach Fabri has done, and has that kind of given you guys some hunger, so to speak, that, you know, hey, you know, these guys have made the tournament. We can do the same thing if we just work our hearts, you know, and and kind of build towards the conference tournament. How inspired have you guys been by them? Yeah, I don't 
don't think it says much about like the tournament. Obviously, they've done an amazing job getting in the postseason. I think it's just about the way, you know, the, the, the consistency with which Trish has run her program, the type of people she's recruited. I think she's done an amazing job of making sure that her roster and her team fits what Quinnipiac is supposed to be. And then, and then the results speak for themselves. Mm. Um, I think as far as making the tournament, you know, it's just men's and women's basketball are two different, two different animals, but they've navigated their path as well as you possibly can and represented the school at a high level. So um, I, I think it's... I think it's a great model for us, uh, along with men's and women's hockey um, and various other sports, baseball. I mean, you look at the job that men's soccer has done, uh, rugby. I mean, there's, 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 there's a ton of programs across the board here at Quinnipiac that are getting it done at a high level, and we hope to be one of them soon. Um, as you know, I always like to throw in a fun question. You've been around basketball a long time. As most people know, it, it, it runs in your family's blood. Have you ever seen a start to the season like you had in Philly at Wells Fargo Center with a shot clock malfunction that led to a 20-minute delay? That was, that was odd. I never have. Um, and a lot of people were like, oh, you know, it was tough to have a good start. I said, well, both teams had to go through that, you know. And, yeah. Um, but it was, it was odd, and especially at a place like that that has <laughs> pretty high-level NBA games on a regular basis. So, um, you know, you chalk it up to... Chuck it up to machine error, bad luck, and, and those are the things you got to deal with if you want to be a good team. Is just you know, regardless of circumstances that you can't control, do well when you can. Wait, what do you tell your team in the huddle in that spot? Because obviously that's not something you guys are probably ever prepared for. You know, you go through warmups and you're loose. You know. Yeah. And so you know, there's, there's and, and you've kind of you're prepared to play the game. So there's not much left to say. No action has happened yet that you can teach from. So. In some ways, I was more concerned about our guys continuing to move around and stay loose. Um, and then final thing, Coach Dunleavy, you know, you've obviously been around great coaches your whole life. You're on Jay Wright's staff, <clears throat> uh, uh, sorry, at Nova. When you sat back after last season, it was like, wow, this is my first year coaching. It's done. It's in the books. What did you learn most about, sorry, what did you learn most about moving over that one seat um, last year? I think just a continual, um, not burden, but just responsibility of keeping everybody connected. You know, in times where you got to be hard on everybody and push everybody, you know, in times where you got to keep everybody pumped up, you know, if things aren't going your way. I think that was the main thing. You know, the basketball piece, obviously, um, you know, you have your philosophies and your teachings and the way you want to do things, but, you know, deciding what the message is, what, what is the tone that you're setting, what does the team and your staff need to hear. Um, you know, at times when you're going through tough times, making sure that you're strong and everybody sees you carrying yourself in a way that everybody continues to want to come to work. And I, I think that was the biggest thing for me in year one. Um, and Coach Wright was the best at it at Villanova, but two completely different situations. And that was, uh, I always say, it was what I was most proud of last year's group is we lost we lost three double overtime games down the stretch on the road and a lot went a lot went against us and i thought everybody's mentality towards continuing to come to work was really impressive and, and that's what i really concentrated on is making sure we can keep that um, keep that together um baker dunleavy is the head coach of the quinnipiac men's basketball program they play uh tomorrow at, i think it's 2 p.m against lafayette correct yeah 2 p.m against lafayette 
Go out, watch them, support them, see them, and uh, non-conference play starts January 3rd. I will be there against Monmouth. I think it's in like late February um, when, when you guys play them down here. I look forward to seeing you, and thank you for the time this morning coming on Teeing It Up. Thanks, Jeremy. All the best, man. Yep, all the best, and thank you all for listening to Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling.